0: To the Starry Night Theater podcast, I'm your host Alex.
1: I'm your other host DJ,
0: and we have a lot to cover for you today.
1: We do. We got a lot going on at the theater. We are in the middle of rehearsing for Sweeney Todd. We're three rehearsals in. Uh, it's our my first musical, Sean's first musical with me, and like doing the music at the theater. So it's very exciting. The cast sounds beautiful. <laughs> do they? They do. Honestly, I was very <laughs> impressed. I was very <laughs> impressed. Um, well, no,
0: because I was in, I was singing yeah. with them, and so I, I, I'm not out of it, so I can't really tell. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I bet. No, I, I was, I was very impressed. Like, it was the first rehearsal, and he yeah. had them singing like, like they know what they're doing.
0: It was difficult following those songs. People don't realize I, they make it seem so easy when it comes together in the end. Yeah, yeah. But when you're rehearsing, they're so difficult.
1: It's especially it's just like time.
0: rounds, and then the harmonies and everything. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. I, the ensemble has it the worst because it's it's all the... I know. It's Sondheim, and, and the words make no sense. Yeah. The words are stupid. The he, words likes, are... he
0: stops the word halfway through, starts another one, and then finishes the next one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I I got mad beef with Sondheim, <laughs> um, but that's not what my beat's going to be about today. That'll be oh. later. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and that's another one. That's for another episode. It's <laughs> <Just>, like <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, oh, and the, the chair, let's oh. bring out... There's a, the start of act two... um Obviously, Sweeney Todd, he's he, he slitting throats in a chair, and he's got to dump the chair into a grinder. So it's like, that. that's the whole thing. The whole thing is the chair. So you'd think you'd want a stabilized chair throughout the entire performance. <laughs> the first song in Act 2 is about a chair, a new chair being delivered. So it's like, <laughs> I can't take that out. I just Now I have to safely bring out a chair that we can dump people off of in the middle of a song. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It, like And
0: then carry it all the way back upstairs. Yeah,
1: it, it's <laughs> ridiculous. So I came up with a cool way to to get around it, but what a stupid ask. <laughs> like, makes no sense. Um, all, all right, so so we did the poster. Mm-hmm. The poster, I think, looks beautiful. I'm so excited for how it came out. Sean and Jenna look great in it. They did their makeup and, and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I drew a picture... I think during butterflies, but I had this picture in my mind for a long time. And it's like a real super like Tim Burton inspired picture. I'm like, this is going to be the poster. Like, like take the picture of them, but in this stance. And like, I spent so much time on this picture. And so we do it. We do the poses in, in that, that way. Tracy painted the backgrounds. The background look, look, looks beautiful. So everything really came together. I'm like, this is my picture. This is exactly my picture. I'm hyped. And Tracy's got her like big, expensive camera taking all, all different angles, all these Mm -hmm. shots. I'm I'm hyped, and then um, Jenna's like, "Oh, could, like, can we just try one standing up?" I'm like, "Yeah, we'll use it for promotion because my idea is better." And, <laughs> wow! And, Calling out you. <laughs> and so that that's that was the plan. Use it for a promotion. Tracy's mm-hmm. getting all the different shots, and then Bella's sitting up front, and we're just like, "Bella, take stuff like behind the scenes stuff." So like, you get Tracy taking the picture, you get like me. Making them pose for the picture, you get the picture itself, but Like from a different angle. Mm-hmm. So, what ends up happening is the picture of them standing up is the best picture. Yeah, there
0: is. I, I knew you were going to say that.
1: And the best picture that was taken was from Bella on an iPhone. Wow! And that's the picture that's used in the poster. What? So it's like, Tracy and I had this this plan. We 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 executed everything exactly how we're supposed to. Bella just sitting sitting in in the front seat. With an iPhone, just snap the picture. That's a poster picture, not the picture I spent months designing. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's art, I guess. It's just that,
0: yeah, that's how it works. Sometimes.
1: But, oh my god! And she sent them all, and she sent that one first. Like this was just on an iPhone. Like this is crazy. I can't wait to see the ones that I took. And she sent them, and they're beautiful. But like, not <laughs> like the iPhone one was just like crazy.
2: Oh god. And
1: I think it's because they're looking like they're looking away. So like they're yeah. looking at Tracy's camera, and then this one was like from the other angle. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're like not supposed to be seeing this. So like, I think that's part of the intrigue, but like, of course, not the one that you wanted, not, not my plan even slightly, but (laughs) I I think the poster's still beautiful. It's, it's a really cool picture. When do
0: we get to see it?
1: Um, I don't know. Soon. Really soon. I could show you now, but I'll show you after. Okay. Yeah. I'll get the sneak peek. Yeah. You'll get the sneak (laughs) preview. Were you there? No, you weren't there when we were taking the picture. Really cool. Really, really cool. I'm, I'm super pumped and usually it doesn't happen that quickly like uh, tracy and i were like we we have to have something so we can get it out there as soon as possible i feel like
0: the posters are becoming such a big thing now yeah i mean they they were in the past but now i feel like you're putting more work into the posters
1: yeah i mean and this is all i feel like a big thing of of what happens when you use live like people i think it's when I set out to do a poster, I never want to use live people because, like, it can always come out looking so lame and so like, like oh, like that's so community theater. So that's not <laughs> well. What the do you think of I the want. Night of the
0: Living Dead poster?
1: That's what I was just gonna talk okay. about. So I took that picture and I'm like, like you look at the original picture with no filter, no anything. It, it looks lame. Okay. Like that is lame. People are in their like street clothes, um, and you see the red in the background and stuff. And so I put, I put this wow. <laughs> I, I, uh,
0: yeah. on the computer
1: I put the stuff over it I put all the filters over it and it's one of my favorite posters ever it's so cool looking. have you seen that one yes I have seen that one it I love really that good. one yeah. and Carla's facial expression in it is great and everyone reaching for her is great yeah. Bob you yeah. see Bob's face in the background so cool I love that one so like that's what can happen, and, I, and that's what happened with the Sweeney Todd one. But I've taken some other live ones that's like, ah, oh, this sucks. This, is, this <laughs> is lame. So, like, that's what's, what I'm what's
0: always... What's one that sucks that you um, don't
1: like? Well, I, I went out to do the um, Nosferatu, Nosferatu, however it is. <laughs> I did that one. And you were in the original picture. Mm-hmm. Remember taking those pictures? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we filmed the video to announce it, and um, Carla played the original... One behind the wall, like pounding on the glass, and then a big figure comes behind her and just like takes her. So like, I love the idea of using that as a, the the poster. And so we tried to recreate it, and all the pictures just look awful. <laughs> it looked so
0: stupid. I'm sorry, it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it I just know.
1: like it, it just didn't come out. No, like w- when it was moving in the video, like that was sweet, but it it didn't capture it. So then, um, this was like a couple weeks before we opened. Carlin, I went to the theater with Wrigley. And um we just took a picture oh my Wrigley God. is Carla's mom's dog. Yes. Right? Yeah,
3: her? yeah, no, she we've had her since like she's probably fourteen now. Aww. So she's a she's a old lady, but <laughs> she's the best.
1: So she was part of that poster and it was just Carla's hand against glass and like it was lame. It's a lame poster. <laughs> so that's that's what happens like crunch time live stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, that's that.
0: well Tracy wasn't there back then.
1: Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, I made some banger posters, though. <laughs> no,
0: I know. I know. <laughs> I know. No, there were really good ones. Yeah. But,
1: you know, Tracy's right. here now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and then the chair, another another big thing. I've been working on this show for a long time because it's a huge show. I'm so excited for it, and it's like it fits everything that I love. And so I have this design for the chair, and I'm not going to spoil it. But I have a design for the for the chair, and so I make a prototype during rehearsal because I'm pumped. Like I'm I I can't wait to to see this working, and it was actually a really cool design. If I do say so myself, <laughs>
0: I know Ben and I came down and saw it, and it was cool. Yeah, well, you did.
1: I had a, a fulcrum. That's what it's called, right? I'm pretty <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, what it, is that? I
0: think you're
3: right. Yeah, a pole. Yeah, and oh, like, okay. Yeah,
1: so I had I had. A chair, I cut off the back, and then I put two, two by 4s So there's a frame on the back of the chair. I put a pole in the middle with a 2 by 4 in the middle so that could fall. Like, it could spin freely. And then I put a pole through all three of them so it wouldn't spin. As soon as he would slit their throat, he would move the pole out like a like a lever, and there's a stopper on the end so it wouldn't come all the way out. Boom, the back of the chair falls.
3: Oh, that's sweet.
1: So, like, I was so hyped for that. And then... Alex and Ben were downstairs we are talking about our trip we're taking later in the year and I go upstairs for some reason I come back down and they're messing around with something in front of my prototype and they're messing around <laughs> with something like oh this could be a cool thing for the chair <laughs> and now that is what the chair is I won't wow. say what it is but again it's like my ideas are just I was like,
0: kind of serious when I was saying this would be a cool idea but I didn't think you'd actually do anything with it
1: yeah so, well, now so it's, you're like now the it's brains of the operation yeah Yeah, like I've been working on this for for months. Ben
0: was the one who catapulted the idea because I he went into it, and then I, I was like, oh, that'd be cool.
1: In front of my prototype.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right in front. (laughs) Like this is better.
1: (laughs) Disrespect, but it is better, and it and it works, and that's that's that's, uh, another example of just art. You got to move with it. You got to. Roll with it.
0: Basically, what I'm getting is none of your ideas. None stick. of my ideas. Are
1: <laughs> none of my. I'm dry after Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was all I have. That was your peak. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. All right. Now what? Oh, no. I have two. Okay. Never. I have two things from two people. So one, I said about I talked about siphoning gas last <laughs> episode. Yeah. Um. With yeah. Jenna, put the diesel in. <laughs> yeah. VJ sent me a text as soon as he heard it. And at one crew, we were talking about it, and he was laughing so hard because I'm like, I I can never siphon gas because I can't even like do mouthwash without swallowing half of it. <laughs> so he just he said I could never do it because of that, and so I just I was laughing. Has at he that. siphoned
0: gas before?
1: I mean, I don't know about VJ's life. No, but I I know I I I can't do the mouthwash without swallowing some.
0: Was that what VJ said? He was just laughing so hard. Was this it? yeah
1: no oh no the, I,
0: <laughs> I, just, I thought you had he, more to say no that was the mouthwash story
1: i i told him i could never siphon gas because i can't even
0: oh okay got it
1: yeah and so he he sent me that text right as soon as i talked about siphoning gas he's uh. like you could never do that because you can't even
0: oh okay yeah got it
1: so shout out vj <laughs> that's what it boils down to and then carla has something from multiple episodes ago um
0: multiple episodes ago oh my yeah. god
1: well, let's introduce our guest first. Uh, we, oh, wow. My, my headphones just went out. Oh, That was a bad. weird sensation. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, um, so our guest today is Marissa Bloomfield.
3: Hi. Hello.
1: Thank you for joining us.
3: Yes. Thank Thanks you. for having me in the pod cave. <laughs>
1: in the pod <laughs> <Yeah>. cave. <laughs> so you kind of know Carla a little bit.
0: A little bit. <laughs> just a tad.
1: I think I've talked to you about this before, but I don't remember. Okay. She sometimes slips into an accent. Yeah. Yeah. So like some words she, she says just like are very much in a completely different accent of an unknown. This.
3: Carla beats her own drum. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of, some kind of some kind of European accent. Yeah. And she was listening to our episode with Paul. And she said that her, her jaw dropped because I did it. Oh. And she said she had to re- rewind it multiple times. And I don't think I did.
3: Oh. I didn't I don't notice. Think, but Can we like, fact check it? Yeah, someone
1: go back and listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I I listened multiple times. It's it's Paul's episode, like a minute 40 something or an hour 40 something in. I think. Okay, I'll go. And and, and she said it. that her jaw dropped and she rewound <laughs> she rewound multiple times to to hear it again. And uh, I don't think it happened, but yeah, so that that's just want to get that out in the world. So you guys <laughs> that I personally don't accents. think I don't. She does. I don't, I've, I've never, never to do an accent. I've never heard
0: this, witnessed it.
1: Don't yeah, know. it happens. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's not, it's like it, she changes the whole sentence around it, where it's, like, it's not like a normal sentence. And I will say I did that part. Like, the sentence was not a natural sentence in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I just didn't have the accent part.
3: So you were, like, partially in, partially I was, out. Yeah, okay. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I accept that part, but there's no accent to it. So <laughs> I wanted to clear that up for in case anybody else heard my accent. For one word,
0: I didn't, and I'm sitting right in front of you. That's right.
1: So, well, shout out, Carlo. Take that, Carlo. Your daily shout out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now vocab.
0: Yes, the vocab. I did hear about this. <laughs> it is infamous. It's
1: stupid. I'm never going to use any of these.
0: It is not stupid. I'm learning.
1: I'm not because I don't remember any of these. <laughs> I do know these, though. I. I oh, what is this? Bonamy, good-natured, easy, friendliness. There's a casual Bonamy amongst the uh, cast as they rehearse for the show. Oh, oh, oh my that's God. a good one. That's I'm, the
0: second one that's related to theater.
1: I got to listen to it again. Bonamy, Bonamy, Bonamy.
0: Bonamy. What does it look like?
1: Um, like, how is that spelled? B-A- B-O-N-H-O-M-I-E.
0: I oh, was not thinking that's that. That's not what I thought either.
3: <laughs> yeah. It kind of sounded like Bonamy, which is French, which means like good friend.
1: Oh, oh, so. All right, all right. That's just my learning. little French, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bonhomie is what it looks like. So that, bon I'll try to remember homie. that. I'll forget by the end of the episode. So I'm hoping you don't ask because that know. one's weird. Bonhomie. Yeah. Bonhomie. Bonhomie. Okay.
0: Good natured. Good nature. Good
1: nature. Bonhomie. Good nature. Okay. <laughs> I'll try. I'll. It. I'll never use it ever. Okay. Okay. So now let's slip into the beef segment. <laughs> Do you have beef, Alex?
0: I have beef with bird poo.
1: Okay. Oh, good one. Yeah.
0: Um, For those who don't know, my car is a super light blue color, and birds are just attracted to lighter colored cars. Really? I guess, yeah. If you have, like, a dark black or something, you're not going to get as much bird poo as, like, a red car.
1: I don't know about that.
0: I get yes. a lot of bird poop on my car, and my it's dark. My car's oh.
1: covered. Oh, really? Well, I, no, it's I black. I think it's
0: more specifically red. They're really attracted to red cars. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But... Yeah, I walked out of work the other day, and it was just splattered all Ugh. over my car. And none of the cars around me had anything. Just, that's interesting.
1: That's Were you under a tree?
0: No. Did you feel luckier? Because I have heard that. <laughs>
1: that's true. That's true. Was there luck involved?
0: Mm, I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you were casting Sweetie true, Todd. True, So maybe that's I mean, turnaround. this was after, but okay. Okay. Right.
0: <laughs> good omen, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although yesterday there was a ladybug that, like, just flew around, and flew into my hair, and then was it kept staying around me, and
3: mm. that's
1: good luck. So. Oh, yeah.
3: maybe, maybe some I... good fortune is headed your way. Maybe, yeah.
1: hopefully. Yeah. let <laughs> <laughs> well, ho- I hope for you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. that, you that's beef? my beef.
3: Um, I would say that my beef is people who reply all to emails.
2: Okay.
3: Um, That's a good one. It is literally the most obnoxious thing ever because we actually don't need to know what you directly meant to one individual. The entire, for example, an entire school district will get emails from someone like clarifying a field trip for third grade. <laughs> oh, and... Um, then everybody's response also comes because I don't think people know that like the one arrow is to one person and the two <laughs> arrows goes to everybody. Um, so that's my big beef because at the end of the year we get so many emails and now I have 40,000 reply alls probably <laughs> sitting in my inbox. Which I, I relate to that too.
0: Ugh. It just, but... It's just so easy. Uh, then there's also an Outlook reply and reply all. Yes. It says it. Yes.
3: I don't and know. oftentimes it clarifies. It'll be like... <laughs> Are you sure you're sending? And you're like, yep. So you see the reply all and you're like, I think all 400 employees <laughs> should absolutely read about what the cafeteria is serving on Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate one. reply alls. That's my beef. That's a good, that's one. A good beef. On mm-hmm. behalf of all, everybody who's ever been at the receiving end of a reply all as well.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That is a good one. I have um, a very specific beef. Yesterday, I'm driving a crew. It's nine in the morning. I'm in a good mood. And which is rare for the morning. I'm not a morning guy. <laughs> and so I'm I I go to I, I get to a stop sign and the other woman, she's an older woman, she got there first on the other side. And she's <laughs> turning left. And I'm going straight. So it's like you got there first. No matter what, you are going because you were there a considerable amount of time before I was. Like, please go. Please go. Mhm. And
3: I know where this is headed.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I stop and I'm waiting. And she throws her arms up at me. Oh. And I'm just outraged. I, I'm, I'm out. Why, why are you throwing? You were, you were there before me. Right. Like, you were sitting there before. Not even like we pulled up at a similar time. She was sitting there before I was. And she throws her arms up at me. And then, like, she starts going and she's talking to herself and waving her arms at me.
0: The audacity.
1: That stuck with me the entire day.
0: <laughs> I bet it did.
1: Burning inside. Like, I, it's not my fault that you don't know how to drive. <laughs> That's not my fault. Not even slightly my fault. Mm-hmm. You were there first, and I I, I could have cut you off. I, I you probably
0: should have. I should
1: have at that point.
0: <laughs> I should have,
1: and I w- it enraged me.
0: I had that happen a similar thing where we stopped and I drove down my street. There's a stop sign, and well, we stopped a little bit before the stop sign because we had to look up directions. Okay. So someone else on the opposite, the perpendicular side. um, comes they stop they see us they wave us on we're like no like you go
3: oh that's the worst
0: and it just was <laughs> yes. a, a back and forth of waving and then we're like no like we we can't go and he backs up he doesn't even go he backs up because he's that enraged so <laughs> he like and we just sit there and then eventually some other car comes and just goes and he's like okay fine and he leaves I'm like why are you backing up <laughs> This does not make sense. See, no, that, that always segues into the light blinking,
3: too. Like, when they flash their lights yeah. at you, yeah. like, yeah, hey, oh, you didn't see my wave? Well, here's my light. Like, I actually saw all of it, and I'm choosing <laughs> yeah. to ignore it. I want you to go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I I get petty, and it's like, I'm, I will die in this spot if you just don't go. <laughs> oh I'll my, die here. Yeah. I don't care. I
3: agree. I get really <laughs> irrational when I'm driving, too. Um, where, like, if someone did that to me, the thought would creep into my head, like, I should follow them to wherever they're going. Oh, yeah. And just, like, <laughs> like rip them a new one. Oh, yeah. I never actually do it, but, like, the thought always crosses my mind. Like, where are they headed? Can I meet them there and tell them how <laughs> wrong they were five minutes ago at the stop sign?
1: Yeah. No, oh, I've, I, I have done it, and um, <laughs> I don't get out of the car or anything, but I'm just like, I'm, I want to put the fear of God in you. I don't oh. get in I am a, I'm calm. Until somebody deliberately does something to me. It's like, buddy, I'm just trying to live here. I'm I'm driving to work. I'm driving to the... Th- I'm doing... I'm minding my own business.
3: I have terrible road rage, so I can't relate. I literally drive from my house to my work, which is all of four minutes. And I could probably say the F word 80 times <laughs> to everybody. And there's only two streets that it takes to get there. And like, I hate everyone coming off the side street, the people not going at the arrow. Why is everybody Sunday driving on a Tuesday morning? Like, I hate driving in in my on my way to work every morning. And then I get out and I'm like... Whew, did it. (laughs) We
0: made it. How are you guys at red lights when they just turn green? Do you honk your horn right away if someone doesn't go, or do you give them a little bit?
1: Depends on my mood.
3: If I'm on my way to work, there is no (laughs) way I'm giving them a little bit. I'm heading into work like hair on fire right when I need to be there. (laughs) So
0: if a single person does something like that to me, it's unacceptable. Mm. (laughs) I give them a good five seconds before I actually honk the horn. And the other day, this lady... She was on her phone. She had to be on her phone because it was green. And I waited so long and, I, and she did not go. And then I finally honked the horn. She's like, what? What's the issue? I'm like, come on. It's green. It's been green for 10 seconds.
3: You know what? Yeah. That brings me to another beef. When people pull up to red lights and I have their don't make the right on red. Oh, oh, like, my God. and it's a two yeah. lane. Like, you needed to be on the other side because I'm trying to make the right and you yes. are just oh my God, sitting the here like a sitting duck. And now we're all stuck behind you with our blinkers on. <laughs> That's a big beef of mine.
1: That's a beef. Yeah, I feel that one.
3: I watched one actually at Sawyer Creek. You know, Sawyer Creek, the restaurant? Yeah. We were sitting there and there's like a bar outside. So we were sitting outside and there's a huge intersection there. And so this woman was trying to make the right on red and someone was straight up just sitting there not making the turn. And she was enraged (laughs) and like her limbs were flying and you could see she was swearing and like we were all watching. And as soon as the light turned green and they got to go, we all like clapped for her because I was like that poor woman was just she needed to make that right. And no one was allowing
1: it. I love driving. Driving is usually a calming experience. For I do me. love driving too, and so, but I go from zero to a hundred quick. Like, if
3: yes, I'd agree with that.
1: The one thing that's completely unacceptable for me, and this is the only time I've I've sped up behind somebody and and just was completely enraged, <laughs> was when they passed me on a double yellow.
2: Oh, that you are dangerous. just
1: the most inconsiderate waste of air I've seen in my life, <laughs> and you shouldn't have a license. And it it drives me. Insane, like that is like you are deliberately trying to ruin my day right now. <laughs>
2: or the, you
3: are, you are or going out of your you, way to ruin maybe, my day. Or maybe, maybe let's like spin it. What if she was like, what if it was an emergency? Yeah, I've, no. I've crossed a double yellow on Walk Road because that road is like literally a thousand. Sorry, mom and dad, it's like a, literally a thousand miles long. <laughs> yeah, and I was trying to get to a movie on time, <laughs> and this person was Sunday driving down Walk Road, and there's no stop signs there or red lights or anything to make you. Have the opportunity to pass them. Yeah. And um, my friend was sitting next to me and I was like, Okay, well, blinker on and I just I put the blinker on though and then I just went around them at like eighty miles an hour. Uh, yeah. No regrets. I got to the movie <laughs> on time.
1: Well I I I did go behind this person for a little bit longer than I needed to. And he just pulled into his house and got Oh, so he, he, he wasn't headed car. to where
3: anywhere special. No. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which
1: just completely took my rage to a whole new level. Yeah, like you just you did that to get home. Mm-hmm. You did that to, to get to your house to do nothing. I'm sure you're doing nothing. And he <laughs> he just got out of his car and like lightly walk into his house. If he got out of his car and he was sprinting to his house, like okay, maybe he's got to use the bathroom. I completely understand that. I give you the pass. He just gets out, sauntering to his house. Like I can't stand this guy. I can't stand him. So that I guess driving just. Sometimes enrages me. Sometimes it's calming though.
2: I
3: like driving too, but I would definitely I definitely feel like anybody who wrongs me on the road, it's like a whole new level of anger. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm yeah. a pretty calm person, pretty like rational, level headed. But I feel like when I'm in the car, I'm like, how dare they yeah. even <laughs> yeah. breathe the same air that I'm breathing if they do that? Yeah. I totally get that.
1: Agreed. I it's like let's just all follow the rules, do do our thing and just ignore each other. Yeah. I I want nothing to do with you. (laughs) I want nothing to do with you. You want nothing to do with me. I'm trying to get to work. Right. That's it. That's that's what I'm trying to accomplish here. So don't cut me off. Don't pass me on a double yellow.
0: What if that guy's work was at home? Work from home? Oh. It was Sunday. Uh, Sunday driving, though. Yeah, Sunday.
1: Sunday drive. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was that was That's maybe like you, nine, learned, was, maybe was, was you were Sunday driving. Though. I was not.
1: I was not. I was going forty and a thirty. This man had to pass me going like eighty <laughs> on a oh, double I hate, yellow. I hate
0: that when you're already over the speed limit and keeping I was already up with traffic, over the speed limit. and they're still. And it was just the two, two of us tail? on the
1: road. The two of us on the road. <laughs>
0: what road were you on?
1: My uh, Schultz Road. Oh. And just like a like a maniac.
0: That's not even a main road. Yeah, yeah, That's a neighborhood. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, that's a neighborhood area.
1: And it's, thir- it's uh It's it's probably thirty five there. But I was going over. I know I was. And then he like going eighty. I was just. I was enraged.
3: enraged. DJ was doing thirty six. I was not. <laughs> am I, going I am over? not a slow <laughs> driver.
1: I am definitely not a no, slow driver.
0: <laughs>
1: um, that's normally on the throughway. So I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not either. It so up.
0: it's okay. I'm left yeah. lane all the way. Usually. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. All right. Well, there are, our, our beefs are all aired out. I, I feel better. I feel a, a weight lifted off my chest. <laughs> really? Except she's still at large. This <laughs> woman who, who did that she's still at the stop, she's still living her life. And she probably doesn't even remember me.
0: You probably has no idea who you are, what your car and looks
1: crazy. like. That's crazy. And that's I know what her car looks like. I know what she looks like. <laughs> and, and she's out there.
3: She's a much b- bigger character in your life than you are. <laughs> yeah. Ever.
1: yeah. And she's still, she's still out there. Just oh I'm God. sure she's cutting somebody off right now. I would, I I would can't count on wait it. Wait
0: until you encounter her again. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would happen? Somewhere safer, like the grocery store or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's her.
1: I saw. All right. I, this is another tangent. Um, my, when I got my license, I had the worst driving instructor of all time. I hate this woman. I hope she's listening. I can't stand <laughs> you. She the meanest, like not not one kind word was said the entire time. And then she's like, "Okay, park here." And so I start parking and I'm like, oh, "Wait, this is a driveway. I'm not going to block the driveway because maybe this is a test." I know I'm not supposed to block a driveway.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, like you know, a trick, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So I go in front of the driveway so they can still use their, their driveway. She's like, "Do not listen. I said park there." And I'm like, "I'm not parking in front of a driveway." I'm not doing – like, I, I I know the law. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and and so then, like, she just, like, handed me the, the thing and got out, and I passed. I don't know how I passed because she was just the rudest, not one kind word in her heart. And uh, I, I hope to see her again. I hope to see the... You Why should show you her your
3: license and tell her you've been doing yeah. well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah getting <laughs> enraged by other people.
1: Yeah. Just, like, yeah, that was horrible. And I, I did see her once in passing, but – oh. I oh, so better she's hope local. I not see her again. She's oh, yeah, local. she's local. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I hope to God nobody has her as her driving person. Just a horrible, horrible I person. My,
0: my parents taught me.
1: No, this like, is this the test.
0: Oh, the test. The
1: test. So like imagine mm. like you're taking your test, you're nervous, and you just have like the worst human being sitting oh, next yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't easy. But here I am. <laughs> I made it. You passed it, it. Pass it on the first go? I passed it on the nice. first go. Yeah, I think by like five points.
0: No. That's all it takes. Yeah. She's so get degrees. Yeah. That's right. That's I passed right. fine. I think I got the, the maximum you could get off before you can. Yeah. It. And you've been a successful driver. So. I have. So, yeah. There you go. Yep.
1: Thanks. So, that's, I, I, that she is probably my biggest beef. That's a character in my life that, that's bigger than, <laughs> she doesn't know me. I know she doesn't know me. But that woman is just rancid. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. I don't I don't if you sat next to her you'd be like I completely agree with you. Completely agree. With you. Just horrible. Oh. Can't. Okay. All right. That's that's in the air now. Now there's a weight lifted off my chest. Okay, okay. Now I can breathe a little better. Except for the air. That's <laughs> Yeah, cool. except for yeah, the air, air quality. quality. Smoke and <laughs> <talk to> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Okay. What a day. So
0: I think this is our longest opening segment.
1: Yeah, I mean, the beef got real. It did. The beef was building up inside of all of us, and we got to really. I've
0: it.
3: enjoyed that. I yeah. haven't got to let out a good beef like that in a while, so yeah. that was it's nice. a nice release. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> good way to start your Sunday.
1: It, it is. <laughs> you know, what? let's do this every Sunday. Let's let's air we it out. We do this every Sunday. <laughs> yeah, but I don't always get this worked up. Over okay,
0: it. me either. I haven't had beef in a while, so
1: yeah. See, my problem is I have so much beef to pick from. It's like it's hard to the choicest beef. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay the beef's out let's talk about theater now and let's talk about you <laughs> oh <boy.
3: laughs> i think i preferred the last
1: <laughs> so how did you find the theater how did you get your start in the theater
3: uh i was in fifth grade at ohio elementary school shout out to ohio um and we used to do this um gifted and talented program called odyssey of the mind Uh, It's a really cool program. I think it's still running actually today. Um, But you have to perform like a seven-minute skit that solves a problem that they have um, included like in their directions. And you have to create your own set. It's all run by kids. So um, the kids make the set. They make their costumes. They make the play itself. It's all like that. Um, And you compete it all over the country if you do well enough. Um, And so we would perform our play at Ohio School for the students before we would go and perform it uh, locally at the colleges where that's where you get graded. And um, Mrs. Swartz was a teacher at Ohio school and she um, knew my parents. And so she had said that I should come out and try out for all through the night. Um, There was a role for Mabel and she was a little girl who was about the same age as I was. And that was my uh, kickoff so I tried out for all through the night and got the role and that was a really exciting
1: experience. I forgot that you played Mabel. I did. Oh my god, oh. wow. Look at I that. I can't believe
3: you forgot.
1: Okay, this is there's like
3: <laughs> there's been a thousand Mables. Yeah. I was obviously the best one.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, so I did that. I was like 10 and that was when kids split roles. So, yeah. I um split the role with another girl. I want to say her name was Maybe Ava or Alex, something like that. Um, oh, my God. I'm it, be was it was Alex. excuse <laughs> <laughs> um, And we did it every other night. Um, all the little kids split the roles, like um, the role of Francis. He split. Um, and it was fun because there was like twice as many kids. So it was like a big party,
2: um,
3: <laughs> which was really cool. And I loved that play. And um, I loved being in the theater. I loved coming to crew. Um, we used to go to like Burger King and get lunch in between it was just a super fun time to, it was a great place to be a kid for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love, I was obviously a kid there. You weren't, um, that was (laughs) sales.
0: That that, that reminds me though. We still haven't come to that full conclusion yet of,
1: um, I don't know. You might know. Do you have any form or anything from any acting class you're involved in?
3: Like from when I was a kid? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, I doubt it.
1: We, were you in the High School Musical thing when we did it?
3: No, no, I would have. Been, I think I would have been too old for that. Like, if high school, <laughs> I was like in high school when High School Musical came out. So I feel like if there was a play, it would have been when I was like in college. I don't think I would have been around for that.
1: Mm. It was well, <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. I was. I don't like remember what year 13. we talked about. Like,
3: Oh seven,
0: oh six, oh seven.
3: Yeah, so I was already in high school in in that time period, so that okay. makes sense. I wasn't doing at that point. I was um, kind of doing like school sports, and I was doing all of that stuff. So I kind of took like a small hiatus between like freshman year and um, I think junior year, and then junior year I came back and I did time out for Ginger, okay. um, and that was like my. I came back and did that for a little bit, and then I went to college, and then I came back and did it all through the night. I I did a I did a million plays when I was a kid, I feel like. Um, and then when I got to high school, because I was doing sports, it was too hard to do both. So I took a break. And then um, I came back, though. Like, I tried out any time I saw something that I thought would be really fun. And um, that led me to time out for Ginger,
1: which was really cool. What was the last play you did there?
3: Uh, the last play I did was All Through the Night. And right. I did I was Sarah for the second time.
1: What year is that?
3: Mm. Uh, what is it right now? Twenty twenty three? Yeah. It was before my before I had my ki my daughter. So I don't know, maybe twenty eighteen.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. I but think... I'm like, that seems so recent. And I feel like it you does... haven't been around in a while.
3: Yeah, no, I have I I um, I had kids and it's hard to leave at night to come to practice oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I love all through the night. That show has always been so special to me, I think, because it was the first one I ever did. And so it was like any time I had the time in my schedule where I could come and try out and get the opportunity to be in it, I wanted to do that. Um, and it was cool to play a kid and then also play an adult like later in the show. Yeah. Um, I got to see it from both vantage points. So that has always been a really cool, like full circle moment for me, yeah, not, not Sarah so much. she's a little dark <laughs> um, but i did I did love playing both ends of the spectrum. that was cool,
1: yeah, yeah, you're one of the few people who have done it. I can't remember like back in the i don't know whenever they started doing it i don't I don't know those people, like I know from like i don't know more recently, you've done it um did Jason do it I don't know if Jason did it. I don't remember. Justine he, did it.
3: Justine did it. I knew that. Yeah.
1: I did it. Kirsten did it. Ben did it.
3: Oh, Kirsten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. she was a kid in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was at the time you did, you were in it. Yes, right? I
3: think she was my. I think she was. Maybe, maybe she was my Elizabeth when I was Sarah.
1: Oh, I think that's right. It yeah, could have yeah. been
3: that. I de- uh, Rosie was my was Elizabeth with me one time okay. too. Yeah. So I got to do it both, and they kind of like blend together the Sarahs. Yeah. Mabel stands out though because I only did that once, and that was. Um, I was the um, Jeremy or not Jeremy? Um, oh my God, I'm having a stroke. Neil. Neil. Okay, I could, I could um, his. I. Was, I, was pain I, pain I, I forget <laughs> it. <his, laughs> <laughs> I forget what his name was, but he was so so nice. I feel like his name was maybe Patrick or something. He was a redhead. Um, and that was really he was so good to me, and I was like just this little kid, and I remember being like very nervous and he just went on stage and had like fun with me every night, which made it more fun. Yeah. So That's, the adults make it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that was cool when I jumped up too. And I'm sure you had the same experience. It was I was so nervous working with my dad cause I was Francis. Yeah. And I did, I did Francis twice and I was always so nervous going out and he was like always so good about it. But, like he's also my dad. So.
3: Yeah, like I remember when I did it, Rosie wasn't as nervous. I think Kirsten was a little bit more nervous, but I um remember like moments where you just want to like jot down the line like for them. Like you just want like it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I ha- we have a backup here, like don't panic, like that kind of a thing. Um and it's supposed to be such a moving play. Yeah. So it's hard, I think, for kids too to get into that like mindset mm-hmm. of being sentimental and like um haunting almost yeah. and i think they have trouble with that so i think it's really important like when you're the adult to like le- lean into that for them yeah so i was really lucky i had great i had a great adult who worked with me when i was the kid
1: yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. i was ready to do that i'm like I, i'll I'll take you under my wing it was abby so my, oh, my cousin who was that. when i was neil she was mabel and i'm like yeah I, i'll i got you and she knew all of my lines. She knew all of my <laughs> lines. I'm pretty sure she knew like the entire first act that she wasn't in. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, I've
3: heard she's a brilliant girl.
1: You're ruining my moment. <laughs> the this, this spotlight's ruined. on me here. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm supposed to like show you the way. And she no, was just, everyone
0: loved her. I remember that. Yeah, she was good. She she yeah. she was a really good Mabel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's I've great. seen
3: it every time. So, but those are starting to blend in together now too. But she was really good, Mabel. She stands out. Mm-hmm.
1: Who were your Georges?
3: um my one george was mike dempsey yes i
1: remember uh
3: that was a really good that was a really good like match um mike like leaned into that really well um my other um george was ron
1: that's right right. and
3: he was also really good but he definitely was like he's so nice he definitely had trouble more trouble like leaning into like being mean um So it was uh, a little bit more of like a work to get there. But he, just because he's so, so nice, and not that Mike isn't, Mike is great. Mike is great. Um, But they were both really, really good. And it's kind of a unique thing because, like, you are supposed to, like, hate each other. And then they were both so friendly backstage, which makes it hard to, like, get on stage and then turn it on and be like, oh, my God, I'm so scared of you when they're, like, two of the nicest people. Right.
1: That was always my experience too. Like Kirsten and I would go backstage and she would just like start laughing at me. I'm like,
2: dude, <laughs> yes.
1: fear, you're supposed to fear, fear me. me. Yes. And, and yeah, she would break a couple of times like, during rehearsal too. When I'm like staring her in the eyes, telling her I'm going to like push her down the stairs. And she just start laughing. I'm like, Stop! This, no,
3: I think the best thing that could have happened for me and Ron was one time he was like trying to do. He was trying to intimidate me and all that, and I like accidentally tripped like when I was backing up, and so I actually fell. It was like a a real fall, yeah. which then shocked me too. And I was like that actually probably read the best yeah. that it's ever read <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because I looked genuinely afraid that I like just busted my butt <laughs> on stage, and he was like,
0: "Oh God, <laughs> you just actually fell down." <laughs> so that was a that was like a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that happen too. And it, it always works out when you fall and like you're supposed to be scared of someone or something coming after you. Mm-hmm. It always works out. It's the best.
1: Yeah, but then there's times when you fall and you're not and supposed you're to be not. scared and it ruins everything. <laughs> yes. And that and that almost happened to me in that I was on because there's the platforms and the mm-hmm. blue chairs. So I'm on the edge of the platform. I'm like peering over her and I start leaning forward to like get closer and I notice <laughs> that my leg is not on the, like the leg of the chair is not on the platform anymore. Oh no. And it's like, I literally just have to sit back on all three. It's like, I'm sitting back like, spread out. Like, just like, please don't fall on top of her right now. That would be something. I would have
0: freaked out if that was happening.
1: I, I was freaking out and it was during our scene. So it's like, we're the only two people talking.
3: Right, everyone's watching. Everyone's yeah. watching that leg that's not on the platform. Yeah.
1: And watching me figure it out. I, I don't know how I had, I'm not, I don't have balance. I don't have, I'm not good like that. And I just lean forward enough, and I'm like oop, and I threw myself back, and it it worked. I didn't fall, so it it was horrifying, though. (laughs) Like that's a moment you can't fall. Then it's like oh wow, okay. Yeah, then everyone's just laughing
0: at you. Yeah, that
1: would
3: have been really. That would have flipped the script, though. Yeah, and you fell on the floor, and she could like get on top of you. Like (laughs) that was her moment. Yeah,
1: (laughs) take advantage of the moment. Yeah. (laughs) Plot twist. So you touched on Time Out for Ginger. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite roles of yours ever.
3: Oh, thank you. Can we go over what that is? Yeah. Like, what's the... Um, it's about a girl, like, growing up in the 1950s who wanted to play football. Oh. Um, so it was kind of like, I don't know when it was written, but it's kind of like a revolutionary idea, especially, like, in the times that we're living in now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesse Swartz played my dad, and he was really like the best to work with. He's such a professional. Um, and he is like just so easy to talk to and work with. He made every scene like lighter. Um, but that was a super fun show. Vanessa was in it. Um, it was a long time ago, but it was really, it was a really fun show and it was, I think like the first time they had done it. I don't know yeah. if they had done it prior to that, but it was like a new show too, which was cool. So I loved Time Out for Ginger.
1: Yeah, I loved it too. And it, it really had a big effect on me, which like, I don't think you probably don't know, but, um, like I, I, I think my whole life I've been like really lucky cause I've grown up with like a ton of strong women around me and like definitely at the theater and who've like affected how I think and, and all that which is great to see like great to have um available and you in that role was like huge because i'm like oh wait like because i was young at the time so it's like taking it as simply as you could i'm like oh yeah like a girl playing football like that's that's so cool yeah or, like i feel like other people maybe at that time would be like oh like stupid like girls mm-hmm. can't play football like and i'm like oh my god like marissa's playing football like that is so cool <laughs> like I so i always took it as like like i really think it had a monster effect on me like yeah girls can do that like that's why not?
3: I loved that role too because I think that to your point of like it being a witty, sarcastic, she was like um not afraid to say anything. I I wouldn't say that I'm exactly like that, but I think that was an easier role for me to lean into and I really loved that the banter that I got to have with everybody on stage and like um the quick like toss away comments that were actually really funny. I liked all of that and I actually loved um, the costume because like for a part of the show I walked around in a straight up football uniform with like shoulder pads <laughs> and a helmet and everything and that was super funny for me especially I think because I at the time was cheering Um, I was on <laughs> varsity cheerleading and so it was funny because here I was doing everything that I yeah. don't normally do Um, and then at the end of the play they put you in this like beautiful dress and I go to I think maybe prom or something like that Um and it was like i got to do both ends of the spectrum like be this dirty like tomboy for probably three-fourths of the play and then at the end you have like this beautiful swan moment and the costumes were just so cool because the 50s are just yeah really the dress i'll never forget was like bright yellow and sparkly and it had like um not not a hoop skirt but like crinoline underneath it and it was just very um perfect for that time period it was a really really cool moment i loved that play And I loved working with Jesse. He was awesome.
1: And it was really well written because, like, Mm -hmm. Jesse's character, too, where, like, usually the dad's in that or something. Like, it's easy to, like, make them the enemy or whatever. And he has that whole moment. Like, he reenacts a whole, like, touchdown sequence. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, like, he played it so well. You both played it just, like so well he was
3: almost like more i think his role too was almost like the father that like secretly wanted his daughter to yeah. kind of rise above so it was like a really nice dynamic where like you're saying he wasn't the enemy he yeah. was more like on my side mm-hmm. um and we had like a father-daughter bond which was really cool
1: and the pride and the joy of like your touchdown for him was like it was so cool to see yeah. it and like so well written and it meant so much to me at that time that i, I and i don't think i realized that it would have like this lasting effect but it was like yeah that is so cool like like i don't know like probably the first time too i realized like oh like a woman's a main character like that is yeah amazing and then like, and i was a
3: young girl like yeah. i was i was a at the time i was a junior in high school so maybe maybe i was a senior i'm pretty sure i was a junior though so i was like 16 or 17 years old and that's like the lead yeah which was um not common like I usually played aside from Mabel or like and I hadn't played Sarah yet. I usually played, you know, like Belinda Cratchit. Like, right. you know, like it's like a the little the little girl role. So that was a cool thing too.
1: Yeah. Do you remember taking the poster picture for that?
3: Yes. And that was uh like I had the helmet yeah. and like I was supposed to it was like an like a NTAA football shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And we came and Mike and I, I think Anne might have been there. Came with my mom to take the picture, mm-hmm. and um, Mike flushed my to- my shoe down the the toilet in the green room. Like it didn't <laughs> oh go all the way down because like shoes aren't meant to. But <laughs> <I'm> I, like, <laughs> uh... I remember that. Yeah, you guys that. were so little then. Yeah, and I'm like, oh like I'm like, dude, the star of the plays right there. Like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my shoes like swirling in the toilet. Um, that's been a memory for <laughs> quite some time now. <laughs> oh,
3: my that's God. so funny.
1: Yeah. So that's what I get from that show is both like the super big effect and then also it would be such flushed. a good
3: show to bring back now because yeah. it like in current time period like it would be so profound probably the meaning of like how long women have been struggling not to yeah. get too serious but women have been struggling to get people to like invest in them right and that's a perfect example of how long it's been going on yeah yeah I think society could use a reminder yeah certainly <laughs>
1: I, I'm with it.
3: Wouldn't hurt.
1: <laughs> I I love that show. I love that part. And I think my dad has done well with, with doing stuff like that. Where... I mean, that one. And then um, switching Van Helsing to a, a woman. I think mm-hmm. was a really cool, strong choice. Um, and Little Women. Like, I didn't... Oh, under- little Women's great. I didn't understand it until, like, he... I don't know if he explained it on here. Did he explain it on here?
0: Um, I think we touched upon it. I don't... I'm not...
1: Because he sure. was, like... Like, it's not about the women, like, being left alone without the men and what are they supposed oh, to do? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, he's like, no, they are taking over. Like, this yes. is what it is. and he
0: was like, the father comes back, and he's like, what, why? Yeah, like, right. you, you didn't do anything. Right. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, was, they've been carrying on without yeah, you. Yeah. You're
3: kind of, like, unnecessary
1: at this <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, so he took the father out, right? Or, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and his, the father just doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I love all that, and watching it, like, it doesn't have to be the dudes. In A Night of Dark Intent. Yes. And one of my favorite plays ever. And it's just complete woman oh, women. cast. I so. think,
3: too, you've got a lot of... It looks like you have a lot of kids coming up now in the cast. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of really great, um, strong girls who could yeah. do some of that. Oh, yeah. And do it well, probably. The other one that I loved that I was in a, a long time ago, really long, like even before Time Out for Ginger, was um, The Innocents. Yeah. And that was a great, spooky play. Um, and I had never done spooky before so that was really hard for me um but that play the set was like amazing and that was driven by vanessa she was the lead in that there really wasn't a lot of guys except for um the guy who plays my brother and vanessa is pretty much like driving the entire performance and she did so well because she does well all the time but yeah she did so well in that
1: yeah, it's always... She's done great of, of doing that. She's and Taking reliable. over shows, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even like Halloween Dreams. I mean, her and Joanne were the, the yeah. leading. And he, he wrote the father out of that. There were like no guys in that, except for the villains.
0: Yeah, I feel like the theater is very progressive in that way. Like, you're yeah. never afraid... You're, you don't shy away from changing a character, a male character to a female, if you need to, or just want to.
1: Yeah. And here's a, a, a thing, I guess. Jesus Christ Superstar is supposed to be like... The main cast is supposed to be guys... And everyone's like, oh, well, women are in the ensemble. I, we're going to have women in the main cast. One, because like, they can hit the notes. <laughs> like, right. <and> then, like, <laughs> you kind I, of need them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, if a woman comes out and sings better than a guy, like, I'm supposed to cast a guy because he's a guy? Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: No, like, let's, I want it to sound good. Yeah. So however it's going to sound <laughs> good, I'm going to cast like that.
3: It's kind of like, this is totally unrelated, sort of, but like Bridgerton, how they've casted this. Like they've casted all of these black actors and things in roles that are historically un are not. And that is like a really cool thing to watch, too. So I feel like more people, more companies can do stuff like that now because it's created like this, not Bridgerton necessarily, but it's created like this culture of like just put whatever you think is going to fit in there instead of necessarily Mm -hmm. what was supposed to be there. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And Hamilton.
3: Yeah. Hamilton was amazing.
1: Huge, huge example of that. Mm-hmm. It's like, And that's something I never get. It's like if somebody reads good, then, mm-hmm. then give them the part. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. It's...
3: Anything can really be changed. Yeah. yeah. I feel like unless, like, the moral of the story is he's a guy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, usually that's not it, so. <laughs> right. Right.
1: right. <laughs> there are very few instances where, like, okay, this actually has to be a, a guy. Yeah. Like, sorry. But, yeah, and, like, a night of very content. Like, making that all guys as much as I want it. And, like, it's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> it's such a great story. It's such a great story that, like. I would love to do it. And Little Women, like, again, like, just a great, you can always, great story. Little about.
3: Women is great. And people yeah. love Little Women. Yeah. The newest movie one was even really good, too. Ooh. I thought that yeah. one was really yeah. well done.
1: Yeah, I liked that one a lot. Mm-hmm. I want to direct it someday. We'll I want see. to be in it someday. I know. A lot. <laughs> that's the problem is everyone has said, I want to be in it. And it's like, okay, I can cast You're gonna four. You're going to
3: have your <laughs> biggest yeah, yeah. audition ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, bigger I can, than the musicals.
1: I'll cast four of you. And that's it. Like, that's all I can do. I'm sorry. Right. Like I, and that that's what stresses me out more than anything. Yeah. No, like, that would be stressful. I'll take four of the twenty. Thank you. Sorry.
3: Yeah, that would be a that would
0: be a
1: hot ticket seller right there. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. just
0: fall off and disappear and then suddenly <laughs> you're left with me.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's that's what's horrifying about it, but it's coming up what? Ten years will be twenty twenty five. So it's coming up quick if oh, you do it.
3: I didn't realise that.
1: Yeah. If we do it, if we stay true to the time. I don't know. I don't know if we will. And I don't know if I'll direct it, but I would like to.
3: I feel like it's a super... Like, it's never outdated, that show. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's right. never
3: outdated. Actually, um, I just went to another... I went to a version of it with my mom downtown. I forget what theater it was. They did it, but they modernized the whole thing. So, like, it was four, si- four sisters and a mom, but they lived in an apartment in downtown Buffalo and like they were going to college and they were waitress like things like that. So they put a whole modern spin on it. And that was really interesting, like a different perspective.
1: Was it effective?
3: Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like I love the nostalgia of little women and I love the the, time period of it so I love that part of it but it was a cool idea like especially with how crazy the world is right now to show that that story holds true Yeah, even in 2022 or whenever we saw it Um, it was weird though the dialogue being so modernized I guess like they were swearing and stuff like that which was (laughs) like very it was very cool to see it was cool to see a different perspective Yeah, I definitely think the classic probably holds more weight but it was cool to see something else
1: well I feel like it's the juxtaposition of of like that time period like they're wearing these huge dresses that have zero function in it at all and like they are doing everything that the guys are doing so like Mm -hmm. that's yes I feel like the there is a beauty in that for sure yeah so I don't I don't know I guess. Yeah, I know. i, I'm I like, <laughs>
0: uh, the modern version. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting.
3: I've never seen it. And I didn't know people did that. So, um, we just went down there cause we love little women. So we yeah. went down there to see it just to like see something else. And we all left kind of feeling like, yes, the original is definitely better, but this was cool yeah. to see something unique, I guess. Cause I would have never thought of even trying something like that.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah something yeah all right yeah i don't something, think people you know.
3: think to mess with little women right in that way right, right. So, so it was just like oh this is interesting yeah you know
1: yeah i feel like it's tough to really mess with the the cla- like some that classic yes like, yeah, i don't know and that holds but, such a yeah. place in people's heart yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. more than anything like i i feel like because we, we we do the classics every every year so it's like I, I feel like you have so much leeway with everything else, but that one has yeah. to mm-hmm. I somewhat resemble. I mean,
3: I wouldn't recommend it. Just, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend changing yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Between UI and the and the pod cave, but right. I <laughs> would say that it was it was cool to see a new perspective.
1: Yeah, it is cool. All right. So, do you still or did you ever view yourself as an actor? Like that's something that you could do?
3: Um. Yeah, I would say that that was something that I. It was more of like a like a kid pipe dream, like yeah. I would have loved to do something like that. I used to so dorky. I used to send like little um resumes and things to like a b C network oh. and stuff like that. I remember one time I went to one of those like all kids casting things that they had at like the Marriott or oh wherever they have those. I
0: did that too, yeah, once. so I definitely oh my wanted that,
3: that. um. Never mind. I was obsessed with General Hospital, and so I sent my resume to them probably oh. like, I don't know, maybe five or six times. I, l- I would have loved to be on that. Um, and it definitely felt a little bit more tangible, knowing <laughs> the acting that goes on. <laughs> right. um, but I I think in the end, I wasn't – I didn't think I had like the – probably the – experience or like the money to do get like Mm -hmm. an agent and go to California or New York and shop myself around and like that kind of a thing um and so then in the end I I I'm a teacher and I love that and that was definitely more I feel like I'm making a greater impact probably but I would certainly say that like in my wildest dreams I live in an incredible apartment in New York City, and I'm just, like, killing every movie <laughs> too, that too. comes on TV. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> what was on your resume?
3: Oh, my God. I uh, All through the night. <laughs> <laughs> like, all my plays from Ghostlight. Um, I did, like, a commercial for domestic violence through my mom's work one time, so oh I had God. that on there. Um, I had Odyssey of the Mind, which was... At the time, a really popular thing. um, I'm curious now that I've mentioned it out loud, like if they're still doing it, but um, it was a very popular thing. I had that on there and like we won. We went all the way to Worlds. Um, So we had like a good thing going there for a little bit. Uh, So my resume was definitely limited. Uh, but I felt like I had some good stuff on there at the time at, you know, 14 years old. I was like, this is a pretty solid piece of paper here to send <laughs> into somebody. And like my headshots were taken like from my own like disposable camera. Oh, you know oh. what I mean? So like so dorky. But I definitely I gave it the good like North Tanawha track. You know <laughs> what I mean?
2: Right. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. That-, I, that reminds me of those um, auditions at the hotels yeah i definitely i went to one of those i've completely forgot about that i was probably like 14 yeah they were like casting for like disney Disney, channel and stuff like that and i was like i could do that like (laughs) they were just commercials like you would hear on the radio Mm -hmm. or something Mm
2: -hmm. that's wild (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. they don't do them anymore though i don't think think it in the end like they would offer you something but you'd have to pay yeah and i remember my parents were like no so <laughs> right that did not happen it's like yeah but you have to
3: fly out to burbank california you're like oh well now you lost me yeah. Like, yeah.
1: i
0: was trying to <laughs> do this in my
3: backyard <laughs>
1: yeah. can, we, can we move it here yeah. <laughs> can we do it?
3: i have school on monday <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah just move why can't you just move disney
3: <laughs> yeah to here.
1: north Tonawanda. i mean <laughs> there's
3: a lot of open fields like <laughs> you supposed to be <laughs> anywhere
1: that's true that's true <laughs>
2: yeah
1: I I always thought that you were a really good actor, so I I thank you. Want you to come back? I mean, I would love to have you in anything, but I always I don't know. I always thought that you were really good. So like, thank you. Yeah,
3: I uh, loved working for your dad, and I feel like I lo- I learned a lot from him, from his direction, and from like the people around me, like Joanne. I I was a I was a little kid. I think at a really great time um, in terms of the adults that were doing all of these lead roles, like. Um, Mrs. Swartz and Joanne and your dad and Jesse and um, there was a lot to learn from all of them and then like the second tier of like age-wise was like Vanessa and um, Joy and just like a lot of people like that who were just absolutely killing it so it was fun to work with them and I feel like I learned a lot from them so I would give them the credit (laughs) Certainly yeah. not from watching general hospital. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Right. Well, that's cool. Do you ever see yourself like doing more, doing plays?
3: Um yeah, I would say that when my kids get like a little bit older and I have a little bit more freedom, right now it's like absolutely crucial that you're home at bedtime um because doing it alone is like trying to put a terrorist to bed. <laughs> so, I I have to be there for that. I think once they have more independence, I would love to like get back to doing a couple things like that for myself. I really love doing creative things. Yeah. Um which I think is why I like being a teacher so much, uh, specifically English, because you can do a lot of unique and fun things that you can't necessarily do in the other contents because they have such a um curriculum that they have Mm -hmm. to get through so i really like that kind of stuff and i think that i definitely would when i have a little bit more time to like devote to something for myself um this is just not my season (laughs) to be to be the lead role literally (laughs) um but i do really love coming to them and i love like i love the camaraderie that comes with the theater i love hanging out with everybody and you're all working on a project together, which I think is, um, such a bonding thing to all Mm -hmm. be like working towards the same goal and the adrenaline of like being on stage and everybody's watching and you can't screw up. That Mm -hmm. is one of the things that I love. Yeah, for sure. I remember the uh, specifically like in the innocence, there's a lot of costume changes in that play. And, um, the adults who were on stage would literally be like changing us into the different outfits, the kids. Cause we just kept coming. We were on stage like the whole time and there was such a like high running through all of that. And like, Oh my God, I have to get out. I have to get out. And, um, people like rushing around you to help and all of that. And that was, all of that is fun. Like the backstage is also what makes it so fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that for sure so we have we have questions that we ask everyone,
3: okay, <laughs> um
1: what's your favorite show that you've been in?
3: Uh, probably time out for Ginger. just because I think I was older and I could like really appreciate it, yeah. at the time
1: yeah, yeah it, it was that or all through the night, right yeah, yeah I,
3: like, I would uh, say I would say that I loved all through the night, um I've loved being in it for sure, I think that. Being in the audience for all through the night and getting to watch people experience it for the first time is cooler, though, Yeah. than even being in it. Because um, I remember that getting to see it for the first time, like even as a kid, um, watching it at the dress rehearsals. Yeah. And you sit down and you watch the whole thing through for the first time Um, and that is such a wild like out of body moment right so I think being in the audience and getting to like look around at everybody knowing what I know is probably (laughs) my favorite one to watch
1: yeah Alright, so that's the next question.
3: Yeah, definitely that one. Yeah. Um, Time Out for Ginger was just so fun to be in because that was a great cast and that was something that I was really proud of. Like the message of that was something I was really proud of and I liked sharing. And I like loved all the old ladies after the show who would be like, That was so great because they've probably been waiting their whole life to see something right. like <laughs> like a girl be in charge. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. That specifically that generation.
1: And those are ones that like Every now and again we'll do a play that's for us, like it's not for the audience like we, we understand that not five thousand people are going to come see it, yeah, so like it's for us. That's one that I would love to do again, but that would be a for us, so like we'd have to yeah strategically build around it.
3: not as well known, yeah, you definitely have the kids though now that someone could like do that probably really well,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure, all of our kids are super talented, mm-hmm. which brings to the next thing you did um you're the one who had the idea for butterflies. Which then Carla like took and, and ran and set up. Like that was your idea. How did that come about?
3: Um we do a really big Holocaust unit in the eighth grade. Uh we read the Diary of Anne Frank as a play. And I was looking for new ways to like freshen everything up and Um, I think we have a lot of really great, like, hidden gems here in North Tonawanda um, that people don't necessarily know about. And I think, like, our kids don't even know about. So we have a lot of kids who I usually find through English class who love things like theater and reading and um, stories and writing their own stories and that kind of a thing, which I don't think maybe other teachers get to see as much of. And I was like, there's so many kids in this room who would probably benefit from seeing like an actual show and maybe their parents are never going to take them or maybe they would never even seek it out cause they don't realize that about themselves. Um, and so that was kind of, I was trying to figure out a way that we could go to the ghost light. Basically I was like, <laughs> what could we do that would like link us up with the ghost light? Cause when I was a kid here, we used to do matinees. Right. Um, And so I would get out of school for two days, which was super cool. And we would do the Christmas play for, like, all the local schools. So I knew now, like, as an adult, how inconvenient that must be (laughs) to have to do a matinee. Like, as a kid, it was super cool. Um, But as an adult, obviously, you'd have to take off work. Like, Christmas is not really a great time of year for that, you know. So um, I remember that you guys did never saw another butterfly when i was a kid and so i was like i wonder if like that's a thing i'm pretty sure it's a one act like i so i ran it by my sister who then ran it by you and um then you guys were excited about it and that was just such a cool thing for me um to get to bring all of my students to and get to see some of my students on stage and um kind of add another layer to our Holocaust unit of like community involvement and them for them to see a play because we read the diary of Anne Frank in class as a play
1: right. and
3: I think that a lot of them don't actually know what that looks like then on stage yeah. so to see people like moving in and out in stage directions and like see it kind of come to life even though it's a little bit different was I think really like a unique moment for a lot of kids and a lot of them left feeling like, wow, that was really good, and it was so cool to see their friends on stage and um, maybe gave them a new appreciation for um, like that part of our community and theater and things like that.
1: Yeah, it was cool to see them all come in because like, everyone's like, oh, I thought this was abandoned.
3: And- <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> totally.
1: Yeah, and and I, it was such a, a great idea and something that Carla's really been working on for a long time to get schools back in because of mm-hmm. how important it is Yeah. for them to be exposed to that because like mm-hmm. it could change a kid's life. Absolutely,
3: I think there's a lot of kids that get like lost because they're not an athlete and maybe not even an academic. Like they're right. just a kid that kind of gets through their day to day life, and maybe they are more creative. Like I've got a lot of kids who are really great um, artists and like things like that, and there's not necessarily anything for them. Right. But the thought of like you could come and you don't even have to be on stage, but you could work on the set or you could. Um, help with costumes or whatever. I think a lot of kids maybe would be able to find a niche if they were exposed to it, but I just don't think they are. I mean, and with social media there's really, like, nothing left unexplored, I feel like. Yeah. But, but I do feel like they seeing it in person and knowing about it are two very different things. So right. hopefully a couple kids, like, saw it and were excited about it. And I did, we did have a couple kids in the audience, it was really cute, who said things like, when is your next play so i can audition i was like oh my god my heart like they just um and genuine like genuine actual like that was a genuine question um and if you knew the kid you would be like oh my god that would be so great for him if he could like actually muster up the courage to come out and do it because he's a great kid um and so i was hoping kind of for that for a couple more kids to get an opportunity to see something like that
1: that's awesome i love that and that the, the the effect that not only that has and and you can bring new people in and and they can figure out themselves mm-hmm. but also the subject matter of it was like super heavy and and mm-hmm. eye opening I think so mm-hmm. the combination was really incredible
3: yeah I think um, there's a lot of um, uninformed people out there in the world about the Holocaust or people who maybe don't want to acknowledge it um, and when we teach it in eighth grade it's such a jarring thing for eighth graders who are like oh my god how did they get away with that how did that happen like how could we have let that go on um and they learn about more of the factual stuff in social studies and then in the english classroom we read the play and so they get to see it from like a personal aspect of this kid who's the same age as them who's 13 um and then Um, me and the other English teacher do this thing called The Butterfly Project um, which was a long time ago and actually has since stopped but we just keep doing it um, where we teach about the Tarzan Ghetto and um, the children that were there and um, the other teacher does like a biography on the people that were there and I give each of the kids a poem where they get to analyze the poem that was written by a child in the Tarzan Ghetto and then they create a butterfly for that. Um, child. And then I hang them all over my room. So we we tried to add, I guess, more of the personal element to it that social studies is more focused on, like the facts. And I think the combination is really um, like eye-opening for eighth graders who probably have a pretty um, self-centered view of the world at the current moment. Not in a right. bad way, but that's how teenagers are. Yeah. So I think it puts them kind of like, oh my God, how could this have happened? And we all just sat around. And and we addressed that too. Like no one was – I mean no one was actually literally like sitting on their hands and allowing it to happen. It kind right. of gets to a point where it was too big for anybody to really do anything um, until other countries got involved. But I think that getting them to – or for them to see it on stage and then read about it in the play and then hear about it in social studies, we're doing them a really good service of like a full picture of the Holocaust.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. I thought that was a really – Great idea. And then watching and seeing it like full of just of kids is like, this is like, that was the coolest thing.
3: Yeah. I feel like it breathes a little bit of life into the theater, like yeah. with young kids there. Um, and my sister had said that the schools were all like well behaved. And it was really like, you know, obviously it was a f- first time in a long time for you guys. And like as a teacher coming, I was nervous. I was like, oh God, please don't embarrass me. <laughs> please don't embarrass me. Everybody be on your best behavior. And Um, I felt like for the most part they really were like there was, you know, middle school antics because that's what happens, you know, but like I felt as a whole I was so happy we did it and I was so happy that the kids got to experience it and um, kind of see something that they might not have otherwise seen. So that was really cool.
0: I think it's something important now more than ever to keep going because now we're losing time with. Um, the survivors passing away, Mm -hmm. you know, the last of them are passing away. So to keep the story alive and through theater, I think for kids to learn that through theater is a really good thing.
3: Yeah. We had, we used to have speakers come to the school and um, talk about their stories and a lot of them have since passed and now second generation people are telling it like their children, um, things like that. And not that those are any, um, less powerful, but I feel like you just don't have the same connection as you do with someone who's telling it firsthand. Yeah. And the theater is kind of a way to give them like a firsthand experience, maybe without obviously having the survivor right there in front of them. So it's like a, uh, way to kind of get the same, hopefully emotion across, I would hope. But that was something that we were really excited about. Our principal was really excited about it. Um, all the eighth grade teachers were happy to go and everybody was so impressed by it. We thought you guys did a great job.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was cool to see. And then also like, if I wasn't born into a theater, I probably would have no affiliation with them. Like I, I wouldn't go see shows. I wouldn't be in shows. I wouldn't do any mm-hmm. of that. So like forcing the them in yeah. one spot, I think is, is especially cause you were talking about social media. Like it's like, you can see everything you want at a click of a button. Right. So like to, to be like, all right, just, trust me on this one, like come and, and to see something happen in front of you, whether it's stuck, I'm sure it's stuck with some of them, but, um, they have that experience now. Yeah. And I think
3: we champion so many other things. Like when we do spirit weeks, like everybody come to the football game, everybody come to the pep rally, you know, um, the school musical, we push that, you know, everybody come to that. But I think that like, those are all things that you not not so much the – but those things you get to choose. So yeah. the kids that want to be there are going to go and the kids that don't. But I think to make kids come see something else and whether they develop an appreciation or not, now they know what's out there. Yeah. And then they can do what they want with that information. So hopefully you guys get a few more kids interested. Um, I think that this generation has like so many – Things going for them If they could just get out of their own way So it would be really It would be great for a lot of them I think to find themselves in situations Where they could really develop as people And I think the theater is a really great place to do that
1: Yeah, I agree And that snowballs into our next thing Uh, You This is your idea completely You had the idea to do a summer Camp class type of of deal Um, How did that come about?
3: Um I felt like we have, again, a lot of opportunities for kids to play sports over the summer, like basketball camps and tournaments and um, swimming classes and um, all kinds of summer leagues for lacrosse and soccer and everything like that. Um, But there's not a whole lot of things to do arts wise if you're a kid at home. Um, And now that I have kids at home, I realize how valuable it could be to send your kids somewhere for a couple hours (laughs) in the summer and work on something. So I thought that I guess it was more so driven by the fact that there are lots of kids, I think, that try out because they want to be on stage. I think there's a lot of kids that don't try out for that very same reason, too. But they would like to be involved. So. Um, I thought if we created this camp where they could explore all the different aspects of theater, like they can make the poster, they can work on the program, they can see how to work lights and see all the behind the stage stuff, costumes and building a set and all of that, that that would create maybe some kids who find like their own passion isn't really necessarily on stage, but it's something behind the scenes that could be really fun for them. Um, and they probably don't know about it. So my hope was that we would catch a few kids who might be otherwise, like, drifting, (laughs) Um, kind of not really sure where they belong. And maybe they find that the theater is where they belong. They just didn't realize it. And um, I think that putting something together and getting them to work on something, too, keeps them, like, off of sitting on video games all day in the summer. And um, we've definitely seen the effects of kids who have been indoors because of COVID and things like that at school. They definitely... Um, seem like they need I don't I like to find a new way to socialize mm-hmm. so yeah. I feel like this is a really cool way to get them out of their house and get them mixed in with kids and um, working on something that maybe they might otherwise not have gotten the opportunity to and hopefully they find something that sticks with them like oh my god I actually love lights and I think that's so cool and then maybe they find different avenues through that so my hope was just to Catch a few kids that I think probably are going to sit at home all summer. <laughs> yeah, if they don't, if they don't find something that seemed exciting to them, right? So that was kind of my idea.
1: Yeah, and I love it because it, it's not just okay. It's acting class. You have to come. You have to act. You have to be on stage. Like it's not that it's it's you come and you find what you like the best and what fits you the best. Mm-hmm. Which we we've done with with kids that are like already like the, the the core group of kids that we have there. Um, they've gotten to bounce around and yeah. and, and they figure out what they like and they said they loved it like that's such a cool thing to like allow them to do that and unless they're there they're not going to get that until now which i think is is great and there are so many kids who are like no i just like i want to do tech i want to do this Mm -hmm. instead of all right and these kids are so good
3: at technology now like they're so good at it so a lot of times i feel like they could hop in and they'll be able to like tell you like (laughs) actually i think if you do something like this it would turn out cooler and that I think puts them like in a role where at least they're using their powers for good, you know, (laughs) like that kind of thing. So I, I think that they're I think kids just are so um, used to being isolated because of these last couple of years and how strange the whole thing was um, that they have forgotten that there are other things out there besides sports, if you want to do it. And maybe this is just like a healthy reminder.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. And I hope we get a, a big turnout. I mean not too big cuz there's two of us but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but a big enough one. And yeah. and we have stuff planned where they're going to read scripts and like we're really like a lot of character work and a lot of, yeah. of stuff that I think could really help them in the long run.
3: Yeah. And I I mean with my English background that stuff that I have a lot of fun with is um kind of creating like Lessons or games or things like that that help kids like delve into characters because that's usually at the end. My students would tell you, like, there, here comes an essay. Like, the essay is usually like, how did the character change and what made them change? And, um, I feel like doing some of that with the kids over the summer too, where they can learn that there's like an art to all of this. You right. have to actually know who, you're, who you are on stage. You can't just be like reading the lines off paper. I think a lot of kids will actually really appreciate that, especially the readers will love that.
1: Yeah. I, we were talking with Jenna and Jenna was saying like that's what they did in, in college and mm-hmm. like really like do work on your character and stuff. And that's not necessarily something that we always focus on. It's like, okay, you like we all get together at rehearsal and we'll sit and talk about our characters for three hours. Like, no, we got to do it and yeah. like, we got to get it done. Right. So like to have this skill that they could use outside of it and, and apply it to whatever role they get in the future, I think will be huge. and something that they wouldn't learn until college if this wasn't available.
3: Yeah. So I think it's going to be like a little like mini dive kind of thing into something like that. And hopefully then they can, do that in the future with you guys or wherever they go. Like, oh, I can kind of dive into this character and figure out what they're all about. Not just memorize the words and, like, it's not just about me memorizing them and just verbatim spitting them back out. Like, right. they should hopefully find the heart of their character maybe
0: they can act from a place of... from that place instead. Yeah. yeah. And classes like these are things that can redirect the their path for the future. Something that they've never even thought that they might be interested in or... Mm-hmm would otherwise have access to if they weren't presented with these opportunities they could look at this and be like oh this is something i want to get into you know i want to go to college for s- theater film right. or whatever screenwriting playwriting anything
1: yeah and this hopefully hopefully gives them like a head start mm-hmm. and helps them figure all that out mm-hmm. but like also like you said it and so many other people that who i've shared this idea with were like oh i wish that was a thing when i was a, a yeah, kid yeah i was just
0: gonna yeah. say that yeah, yeah. yeah. These are opportunities that I always looked for as a kid and it's, they exist, but you can't always find them. And so just getting the word out and making sure as many people, a community as much as possible knows about these things is, will be beneficial for all the Mm -hmm. kids in the area.
3: And I think it'll bring like, um, at the end when they, when we have like their quote unquote, like recital, like their show kind of thing. Um, their families are going to hopefully come and watch Mm -hmm. them. And maybe that inspires like a sibling or a cousin or their neighbor who came, who's been watching them do this all summer. Mm -hmm. And like the pool gets wider and wider Then of people that are exposed, not only to, um, theater, but to the ghost light, which is such a great, um, thing that people in our community have invested in. And we want them to keep investing in it because not every community has a theater Mm -hmm. that, um, has things for kids and has things for adults and the more people that know about it like when we came with the school there was a couple of teachers who were like i had no idea this was here and they've grown up here their whole life just like yeah. i have so um i think that like you said if you're especially if you're not looking for it you would never know it's here yeah. so yeah. maybe there's this is a good way to expose a lot of different people to what we've got what you guys have got going on
1: yeah no i agree and and so many people have said that that like 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 I know Jared did, and Jared's been, like, around here for a while. And, like, so many actors that we bring in say that. And so many, like, when we do the Halloween party, like, everyone who trickles through, we literally just open the doors. And, like, right. just, like, come in. Yeah. And um, so, like, all the people that come in, like, oh, my God, I never knew this was, like, a thing thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's awesome to, yeah. to get that. Yeah. Even with
0: audience members, I mean, like, me discovering the ghost light and being in shows brings in family members who don't even know right that this exists and then i remember my parents coming for the first time and they're like wow these shows are great here and they're like better than some of the shows in buffalo mm-hmm. so uh,
1: love that <laughs> <laughs> um, that brings me to a whole nother beef but i won't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> um and i feel like yeah i'm really excited to start and i feel like we're a good pairing for this because like you know all that so, and like the, the character stuff and building that and i'm more of just like the let's just do it and get it out there.
3: Yeah. Like I openly said to DJ, I cannot direct, I don't know how to direct it all. I can't direct a single thing, but if you want me to make activities for the children <laughs> and run those, I can do that all day long. <laughs> like kids is what I know for sure.
1: And I love that. Like, I think that will be so helpful. And even just like when we had our first meeting for this, you came in with like, she had like post-it notes on like schedules <laughs> so and I hilarious. handed over, I was writing on the back of posters with expo markers. Cause like <laughs> ideas were just coming to me randomly. I'm like, all right, Marker poster here it is, and so like I, I think like it's the opposites working together to. Yeah, like, I'm help definitely these kids.
3: a type A. Like I had all <laughs> my calendars laid out. I was like, so on this Tuesday we can do this, and on this Tuesday we can do this. And I was like, does that sound good? He's like, great, great, that sounds yeah. great.
1: <laughs> yeah, everything's just kind of floating in my head somewhere. So,
3: <laughs> and I'm excited too because um, our last day with students was Friday, so we have exams now, and I have proctoring, and like I have to clean up my classroom, and I have grading still have to do that I like kind of have left it out on my desk for a little bit too long um but I am gonna have a little bit more free time to like take a look at this as a whole scope and like really map it out and I'm definitely a person that needs like bullet points like from this time to this time we're gonna do this and this time to this time and if it goes over it's always fine I'd rather have like way too much stuff planned in my ba- like planned than not enough but I um my biggest fear and maybe it is because I was on the stage as a kid is dead air time, like yeah. as a teacher, as someone on stage, like there is nothing worse than dead air. Yeah. And if you like have five minutes left in your class and you're like, you know what, you guys can just sit and talk. That never ends well, right? Ever. So like, I am going to avoid that like the plague.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I feel like we have no time for that. Yes. No, we won't. We won't. Know, we won't. Like, they have to do everything themselves, and it's going to be a lot. Yes. I think we're just going to be like.
3: Hopefully we didn't bite off too much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. This yes. is the test year. Yeah,
0: it is. It definitely is. Can kids still register?
1: Yes. Kids, yeah, you can still register up until the, the 27th we start. Yeah. You can come in that day with your form and everything and, and you're good to go.
3: The more the merrier. We yeah. love good attitudes and people who want to hang out.
1: Yeah. And work
3: hard. <laughs> yeah. And we <laughs> really hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah, really hard. And we have really good scripts picked out too, mm-hmm. like parts that they necessarily maybe would never read for. Yes. And you get the opportunity to read that and showcase what you can do.
3: Like a lot of plays I had never and I mean I have an English background, so I had to take like um classes that did touch on theater and things like that. And there were plays that I would never have known unless I had seen them at the Ghostlight. Um, so I think that that's cool, too, is not always doing the most well-known stuff, which you guys do a nice balance of, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with our little summer camp, we're doing that, too. Like, the Birds at Stay is one of them yeah. and things like that. And I think that a lot of people don't know those pieces.
1: Right. And great opportunities for young people to to step up and, and take the roles, which I mm-hmm. I think is is great. I would have jumped at that. Yeah. To have it, like, you get to read the lead right now and, and we'll yeah. have the auditions <laughs> for that. and. And see if you can handle it Mm -hmm. in just, like, a small dosage. Safer setting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Where we won't let you crash and burn.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) True. There's
3: too much riding on that.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And I know my dad's excited, and Julie and Vanessa are so excited to, like, see, like, the final thing. Yeah. Final thing. I'm excited to see you, too. (laughs) Me, too. So they're going to put
0: on a performance in the end. Yeah. Okay. Is there a set day? Or is this open to the public?
1: Um, we were just going to do families, right? Mm -hmm. Just, just families and as many people as they can, as they want to bring really. It's going to
3: be like a series of scenes basically. Yeah. Was the idea, all scenes that have like kids as the driving force of that. So hopefully they, um, can do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it's going to be great. We picked out some really cool scenes Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of range Mm -hmm. shown in and throughout all the scenes so maybe you'll play two characters maybe you won't depends on how many people we have Mm -hmm. and to give them the ability to do the lights and design their own little set piece i think it's just going to be like a riot yeah in the middle of Sweeney Todd. (laughs) Yeah. True. (laughs) Um, But I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it at once. (laughs) It'll be, it'll be busy, but luckily
3: I'm only a part of the summer camp. So (laughs) I don't have to like lose my mind. Like probably (laughs) the rest of you
1: are. (laughs) Uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I love being busy and then like, it's so important too. So like if I ever start,
3: well, I think it helps like feed the next generation. It's like having like a, like having a modified program. (laughs) Like you gotta have like the feeder program for all of those things. And, um, I know, like, in the past I had heard things like, we don't have enough, we don't have kids coming out. We don't have, like, teenagers coming out and things like that. And so then maybe this helps fill that bucket a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, just how crazy, we, we talked about Joseph when my mom was on, and, like, the first time there was, like, 30-something children. Yeah. And then the next time we did it, there were seven.
0: Oh, my God. Seven yeah. children. It, like, so, goes like, in waves. It
1: does. It's insane. And we have a really good wave right now. Yeah. yeah. We got to ride it. Yeah, right. <laughs> But we need to add on to it. Like, the more... The merrier, like you mm-hmm. said. Like, for sure. We'll start picking for them. But if they... And, and we've had it, like, we'll pick shows for kids and they grow and are now an adult. Or, like, they just leave. Which, like, I, understand, I completely understand. But, like, yeah. that's that's the problem with children. is like, yes. they're either a fully grown adult the next day or they, they <laughs> leave.
3: <laughs> I think it's good, too. Like, you were saying that they bring their families on. Mm-hmm. Like, which then makes it just opens more and more people to theater, which mm. is great. And I think a lot of parents don't necessarily seek this out for their kids either because yeah. they don't really know what they're looking for.
1: Right. Absolutely. And that brings us to an- another topic is you like you're one of the, the few, there's not many that have worked with all of your siblings in some <laughs> capacity there. What was that like?
3: Um, Good. <laughs> I, I love my siblings. We're super close. Um, and we all had a lot of fun. I think what was nice about the theater is that at the time when we were kids there, there were lots of kids right um and lots of age groups so even though the three of us <laughs> seemed to be like a package deal for so much of our life, <laughs> um when we got to the theater, like I could hang out with um I used to hang out with like Ben Streeter and Jen Mess and like they were my age um and then my sisters would hang out with like Rosie and M em- like they like. So there was kind of this natural like break of ages, which allowed us to not be like on top of each other all the time. Um, but I mean, siblings are so funny, I think relationship wise, because when you're kids, like you, like I'm watching it right now with my kids. My daughter loves. My son, she thinks he's just like the greatest thing ever. Um, She's definitely way too rough with him, but she <laughs> she loves him and hugs him and like thinks he's so great. And I know that like this is such a short lived time <laughs> and they're about to like have, you know, epic fights and yeah. be like can't stand each other. And then as adults, you really like realize how much you appreciate your siblings, mm-hmm. I think. Um And so getting all these memories that me and my sisters have together, like from doing theater together and um, we cheered together and like all of that. I think at the time we felt like, oh, my God, the three of us are just always together. (laughs) And now that we're adults, we have all of these great like shared experiences, which um, has been super nice to get to like reminisce over together. But it's definitely hard work being with your siblings all the time like right. that that like can make or break you I mean,
1: like, <laughs> yeah.
3: and i don't know that it always makes you quote unquote. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right <laughs> right but you work with your siblings like you did
1: i did yeah now none of them do a thing there <laughs> so
3: <laughs> you don't sound bitter
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> um
1: well when they take credit for something i'm like uh no <laughs> they may be coming to see shows although I, I have three siblings right three siblings My show, the Lottie and Bernice show, 2019. I think I said this on the podcast before, but I'm I'm getting heated again. (laughs) It was, um, I think, one of the first Lottie and Bernices I directed. And those always get a lot of people. I am number seven in the rankings of every show we've ever done uh, and amount of attendance. I could have been number five if my three siblings oh my blood showed up to see my show oh, and now wow. i'm number seven i don't break the top five because of them
0: wow so that is shame on them those are <laughs>
1: those are different sibling that's relationships like,
3: there. yeah that's like you can't come back from that
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i could be number five right now i'm not in the top five
3: I, but this, you're not I'd be bitter, bitter at all i can tell yeah like, you not just, not even you're a little fine bit. you're gonna break yeah. the top five in <laughs> something else i'm sure <laughs> yeah
1: i think sweetie todd will do it
0: oh f- yeah for sure
1: Well, I don't know for sure. Now I'm nervous. Oh, I think for sure.
0: I think for sure. I don't know.
1: We'll find out. I think think there's
0: a lot of like
3: um, people that love Love, Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of like one of those like cult follows. Like people are obsessed with it.
1: Yeah. Which is also a lot of pressure because like I have to get it right. Yeah. And people either hate the movie or love the movie and hate Broadway or love Broadway, hate Broadway. It's... They're a hard group to please.
3: Yeah. You're not going to please everybody, though. No. But I bet you you're going to get a lot of people from different places who now hear about it and want to mm-hmm. come check it out because I've never like heard of it being done locally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. It's because it's so hard. It's such a big one. It's It's, so such, hard. A, it's
0: such a massive undertaking. Yeah. I. You really. What made you one? pick it? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. I. I saw the movie, and I love Tim Burton. I just he's like one of my <laughs> biggest inspirations ever, and. I didn't love it. The first time I saw it, I'm like eh, that's kind of stupid. And it just stuck with me though. Like there's I have a lot of movies like that 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 I, I don't necessarily love, but they just stick with you. And that mm-hmm. is important. Um, whether you like it or not, it sticks with you. And so I watched it again, and I'm like, why don't we do this? Like it'd be perfect on our on our stage and I would love to do a Tim Burton inspired set. And like we kinda held back in the Lodger where it's like it, it was very close to a very mm-hmm. Tim Burton set. But we held back a little bit, and I'm like, I want to do one where I don't hold back and just show like my love letter to him, kind of that he'll never see, obviously. But
0: that's such uh, a sweet, to,
3: it's a very yeah. nice gesture.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like sending your resume out.
3: Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: And and so then I just convinced my mom, and she's like, Yeah, sure. And then once it was announced, she's like, Yeah, I'm not going to direct it though. That's you. <laughs> and so here we are. But I'm I can't wait to to get it out there. I'm.
0: You picked a great one for your first musical.
1: Yeah, I, I think style-wise, yeah. yeah. The music is so ridiculously hard. The it's, staging is hard. Everything is so hard about it. Sean's it like, you really literally hard. couldn't have picked a harder <laughs> musical to start with.
0: <laughs> Just even singing it, I'm like, whoa.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot.
0: Is but... it like a large cast?
1: Yeah, 40 people. Oh, wow, yeah. It's yeah. big. Yeah, a lot of ensemble. Um, a lot of personalities.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Musicals always the musicals i I haven't been in one in a long time so c- you could correct me if I'm wrong but from what I remember they always brought a lot of personalities together <laughs> in the same room oh, yeah. that maybe didn't necessarily need to be in the same room <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot
1: yeah a lot of personalities in a hot hot room yes <laughs> when they're singing and yeah yeah no it's uh it's usually like that right now it's been great Everyone's been good so far. I mean, it's been first week, so. It's first week.
0: Oh, there's (laughs) still plenty of time for the wheels to fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Um, All right. I I wanted to add something about your siblings. It's weird because I knew you all at, like, different points. Mm -hmm. And, like, Annette, I knew when she was friends with Rose. Yeah, and it's so, like I always thought she was so cool because she's like a girl that likes SpongeBob.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <So laughs> totally. At that,
1: at that time, it was like unheard. She is of.
3: that cool. <laughs> yeah, she loves it Spongebob.
1: was unheard of. I'm like, dude, she's got a SpongeBob shirt. That is the coolest she thing had, ever. Like
3: five SpongeBob birthdays.
0: Of? She was like a big SpongeBob fan. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and everyone like in my class and Like, oh, SpongeBob, that's stupid. And like, I No, love...
0: everyone loved SpongeBob when I was a kid. No, my I'm husband's not... like obsessed with SpongeBob. Still, <laughs> so, yeah.
1: I love SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. I still love SpongeBob. My dad SpongeBob. loves SpongeBob. No. I, I'm finding more and more that people hate Spongebob. I love it. Me too. I still love I it. I
3: think you also have to like... Like... like Shtick funny. Right. Like Spongebob is a little bit of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not necessarily like the most elevated humor.
1: No.
2: So,
3: So I think like people... Who are like oh I hate SpongeBob. It's because like they are looking for something deeper that yes, is ever yes, going so. to show up on their screen, <laughs> right.
2: it's not that
1: right. deep. Yeah. Right. We had a a fire yesterday and we we're just talking about we were talking about SpongeBob like like a real serious conversation about SpongeBob and the movie and
3: they have a SpongeBob musical, don't they? They yeah. do. Oh my God, maybe that's next on the list.
1: Uh, I I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand the musical.
0: Oh, yeah, I've never I don't seen know about it. SpongeBob musical.
1: I. I don't know. It's just like, like they don't look like them. They don't look like the characters. So like, right, right. I couldn't sit for it. Yeah. Like unless they have like you know like those big like actual sponge costumes. I mean, you would always him. like
3: cut <laughs> some stuff out of cardboard, right? <laughs> right.
2: Like.
1: Right. <laughs> um, Bo was in the traveling version of that. Yes. So out the Bo. Yeah. Good. Good for you. Um, we love Bo. But so I knew her then, and then I knew you for time out for Ginger. It's like how I still like think about you. Like it was such like a pivotal moment. I feel in my my life
3: forever 16 thank you yeah
1: yeah <laughs> and then obviously carla like so many years later right and i when she came in i told the story before i'm like i don't know which one she is like i couldn't tell because <laughs> i hadn't seen any of you in a long time yeah and so like it's it's cool you all you guys have like been there for like every yeah we've of my kind life. <laughs> of like
3: all been in and out for sure there was definitely like a solid couple of years where we were doing it all together like, yes. I was there first for a little bit just because I was older and they weren't old enough yet. And then I think literally, like, the following year after all through the night, they were able to start being in it. Because I think um, if it wasn't A Christmas Carol, then it might have been It's a Wonderful Life and Annette was Zuzu. Um, okay, yeah. So if it wasn't that year, she, she had to be very little to do that. Yeah. Um. But we kind of all did it together there for a while and then every we all kind of just stopped and then I came back – Like I said, once in a while when I thought something might be cool to try kind of thing. Um, And then Carla came back like with full vengeance like a couple years ago and she was like really in it. Um, And I love seeing like all of you guys grow up because you guys were all so – you guys were just like the kids. Right, right. Not that you're that much younger than me, but at the time you were – like we were in very different stages of life. Yeah, right. So it was – it's interesting to see like you now directing and being in charge of so much over there taking on such a bigger role that's really cool
1: yeah thanks it's it is it it's weird to to be on like every side of the experience where you are the kid mm-hmm. and you see all the adults and then now I am an adult like, right I don't know it's 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 a crazy turnaround it is do you think that your kids will ever act?
3: I totally would love that for them i think my daughter lennon was like made to be drama somewhere so that makes sense for her (laughs) um i would absolutely like expose them to it like i think all of that's really important um and actually my husband used to do acting classes and that's not his bag now i would say (laughs) um but he used to do acting classes and he would do things also at the toy theater Oh, my God. I
1: didn't know that much. Um, Yes.
3: So he was like, his grandma always talks about how she really wanted him to be very well-rounded. And so she put him in all that stuff. Now, he clearly didn't end up in that (laughs) area. He's all athlete, like, all day long. Um, But I think that he also would appreciate that. Like, we've talked about how it's so important for kids to see different, like, walks of life and to see different people's, like, appreciation for them, because I think it gives them just such a, like, more worldly perspective on things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I would absolutely encourage them to, to try it. Um, if this camp is still around, I would certainly send them for a couple hours to get out of my oh. hair. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that all of that is really, really good for kids, as well as, like, sports and all of that. I think the more things you can expose them to also helps them figure out what they actually like. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of kids, like go to college undecided and do all those things because maybe they just haven't tried whatever they, that is their passion. They just haven't found it yet. You know? So if you let them see everything at a young age, then maybe you give them more opportunity to figure it
1: out. Yeah. Well, and it, it, I feel like it's like certainly worked with, with Derek to like get him involved in, in everything. Cause like he, I mean, he's like crafted like an athlete, like yeah. no mistake in that. And like, you could sit down and have a conversation with him about anything and everything. Yes. And like, he is like, Knowledgeable and wants to learn about everything. So yeah. it's like, that is so cool. Like, I didn't have, like, I didn't do sports. I didn't do any of that. So, like, I wish that I,
3: I. And I think that there's, like, there's nothing wrong in either respect, but I think that when you've seen all of it, then maybe you just, like, you appreciate the kid who likes theater because you did do that at one time. Yeah, you appreciate yeah. the kid who plays football because you did that too. You appreciate the kid who played trumpet because you gave that a shot. You know what I mean? Like, I think all of that is, um, important. And my parents definitely gave us the opportunity to be well-rounded. Like we did a ton of stuff besides theater, um, played instruments and all that. And my dad has a huge, um, artistic appreciation, I think for music specifically, but definitely theater. He did a lot of theater growing up too. Um, and so I think for him, that was important that we got to see that too. And I hope to be able to do that with my kids. I think anything is a good experience, especially like learning how to work with other people
1: yeah
3: like whether it's on a team or in a play or in a band or i mean that's just like you have to know how to work with people to be a good human
2: yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) right well i i love lennon i would love to work with her
3: (laughs) you say that now
1: (laughs) she carla brought her to the the halloween party like before anyone yeah she can look at everything and just like she was just the most She
3: fun. loves spookies. That's what she calls them like ghosts and things. She's like, oh, "Look at the spooky." I'm like, Aww. "Oh." So she thinks all that stuff is really cool, which is so funny. She's obsessed with hocus pocus. Um mm. loves the witches. Yeah. And all of that stuff. She's at she's 3, so she's like becoming her own little person so with all of that cool stuff also comes like a heavy dose of eye rolling and like (laughs) like saying things under her breath like oh my gosh like she just thinks we're so annoying um but so you say you want to work with her i think she's going to be a tough personality to work with (laughs) with the best intentions she's got a big heart but she's also got a lot of opinions
1: (laughs) she was i was trying to like shield her because we have like this 10-foot clown that's like covered in blood which is horrifying Mm -hmm. and of course she like was just drawn right oh yeah yeah and then she's carla lifted her up and and She made us get a Band-Aid to put on him because he has blood on him. Oh, my God. So she does have a huge heart. Yeah, she's, like, a
3: little – like, she was – today, she was taking care of her brother. Now, he didn't enjoy that, but he was, like (laughs) – she was feeding him and dragging him around and, like, you know, all of that. And I was, like, she thinks she's a little mommy. She's very rough, but she's very – her intentions are very good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, one day – I don't know. Hopefully –
3: yeah, hopefully. no, hopefully. I would definitely um and she loves doing things. Like we just took her to Bluey at Shays and she thought that was really cool. The big um she kept calling it like the big house. She's like, Look at this house. <laughs> like she didn't understand that it's a theater, yeah. you know. But she loves anything that feels fancy to her. So I think when she's a little bit older, we'll take her to come see a play if we think she can like actually sit through it. Bluey was like a small dabble, it was like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Felt safe. <laughs> um, I think anything past that would be like a real roll of the dice yeah. to yeah. see what kind of person she would be at the end of it. Right. Or more importantly, how we would feel at the end of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Catherine had a good idea. She said that like, if we had a thing where we would open oh, yeah, up yeah, yeah. A, like, a show a year or something to parents who are scared that their kid can't like sit for something or. or...
3: Yeah. That's a really great idea. And like something small.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, she, she, she was talking about, I think like Treasure Island. Which yeah. like what I think Get I feel like, yeah that like a little preview of that.
3: oh that's such a good idea that's yeah. really good I feel like that's true too like with things like story hours and stuff like you always want to try that but you're like but how long is this
1: right right like
3: I would love to sit for this and have someone like read a story to us and that'd be so great but if this is longer than like a half hour the wheels might fall off yeah, <laughs> like, we definitely yeah. need a snack break we'll have to go to the bathroom right like, there's just so many things that go into it I think if you did something like that parents would love that.
1: Yeah. For sure. That's cool. All right. So something we'll have to work like, on.
0: Like I would definitely. And maybe more people would consider coming to the theater because. Right. They have that opportunity. Right.
1: Right. 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 To yeah. To and kids. I feel
3: like you guys have the snack thing. Like kids love stuff like that. Like yeah. if they can give you a dollar and get a candy bar, like anything that had like feeling like a grown up. Right. So like coming to the theater and feeling like a grown up and getting dressed up, even if it's only for a half hour show would be a like a great memory for a kid. Yeah. And something fun for parents to do with their kids. Parents are like, I'm always looking for stuff to do with them, especially in the summer when I'm home with them. Like, what is something we can do that is not going to cause me anxiety and is not going to end up with like someone having an accident in the middle of somewhere, you know? Right, right.
1: (laughs) And it's it's a good idea because our other, what is it called, fundraiser is night of the living dead yeah so like a kid would just be scarred for life yeah.
3: oh for yeah. sure yeah that's not the, that so, wouldn't be the <laughs> entry show yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like to
1: do something that's not because i was even trying to think of shows this season not that everything is like dark or scary but like for kids it might be a lot
0: yeah yeah like, like a heavy anything. season
3: yeah, yeah
1: yeah so maybe well yeah like make something of our own or something like that i don't know
3: even especially like around christmas time parents are always looking for things to do with their kids like that have to do with the holidays, mm-hmm. like and that, even if there's like a little holiday show or something like that where they can get them dressed up and
1: that's right, that's true, Santa
3: comes at the end or something
1: all right, all right, I like you that know? I gotta write that down I gotta remember that, <laughs> add it to our list of stuff, but like I think that's a, a great idea and great exposure mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. for sure
1: cool all right what what time are we at
0: oh. An hour and forty five.
1: I knew, I knew it. Did I you, swear to God, I, I was going to say an hour forty five. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. Um, okay, um, I think that's it. You have anything yeah. else you want to add?
3: No, I'm really honored to be on this <laughs> in the Pod Cave with you guys. Yeah. This is very yeah, cool. I've never coming. done something like this, so thank you for having me and inviting me.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. I, and I'm glad get the word out about yeah. about our our summer camp. So It's June twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, recitals August first.
3: The more, the merrier.
1: Yeah,
0: come yeah. one, come all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you want to do the closing?
0: Sure. Uh, follow us on social media at Star Night Theater, on Instagram, Twitter. Not Jesus. I always I always mess it up. Yeah. It's TikTok.
1: It's TikTok.
0: <laughs> not Twitter. Facebook.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: And yeah, thank you for listening to episode 21. Thank you to our guest. And we'll see you next time.